Welcome to The Extra, the show that connects you with the issues, topics, and people that are important to you. And today's topic is one I think we can all agree uh, we can pay more attention to. We're talking finances, specifically money moves. Yeah, Money Moves is the title of a book by Tara Nolan, who joins us now on the KRDO Newsline. And Tara, uh, by way of introduction, we should mention that you do host a show right here on KRDO News Radio, Saturdays at noon. It's called Nolan Financial Radio. We're so glad that you are partner with us here on KRDO News Radio. And, and we're also excited for you with this book. Now, this book isn't new, but you are preparing to release it in an audiobook format. And so we've been seeing a lot of Tara here at the KRDO News Radio studios. So, first of all, let me welcome you to the show, Tara. Shannon, I'm so glad to be here. I love it when I get a chance to, to talk about money and, and listen with a live audience. Yeah, and you have an interesting background that led you to uh, financial money matters. Let's talk about that background. How did you uh, get your start? Where did your career take you to? Well, it, it's interesting because I, you know, I graduated from the Air Force Academy, and I, you know, of course, I wanted to fly airplanes. That was my big goal. And early on, I was approached by. Um, some financial companies because they're like, you have the personality to, to teach people about money. And I said, that's great, but I don't have time for that right now. So fast forward 15 years and I was starting to look at what was next in life, right? It's one of those moments that comes up like, what do I do now? What do I do when I grow up? <laughs> and I decided that I wanted to, to get into finance because I love teaching, speaking, and helping people, you know, get that light bulb moment where they go, oh, I get this. This is going to help me. And um, that's when I just dove in and I, you know, I started out doing, learning a lot about real estate investing because that really makes sense to me because I'm an entrepreneur at heart. And I started earning these large chunks of cash and going, you know, I know how to invest if I have a W-2 job and I get paid every month. And then how do I couple that with this entrepreneur side? And I just started putting all these pieces together to go, here's how you do a holistic financial plan. Because Shannon, one of the things I found was there's, people, some people just do the market and some people just do insurance. And, you know, with my logistics background, I was like, but how do you know if it's all working together so that everything is pulling in the same direction? Right. And and that's kind of how I incorporating taxes, incorporating, uh, you know, life uh, styles and life expectancy, all of that plays a part. Oh, yeah. And that's like one of my favorite little jokes is it's not how much money you make, it's how much money you keep. And, you know, I I do, I go into that in the book. It's really fascinating if you're a geek like me, how much legislation and the tax code actually determines how you set yourself up for success. Because it's not just numbers or math. It's so much about like the tax code and then your, your financial baggage that you get through life, you know, what you were raised with and the good and bad experiences that you have. So it's, it's really, it was interesting because I thought when I started that I was just going to do the numbers. Yeah, well, it's it's so much bigger than that. And it reaches so many people. And when you're talking about reaching them, uh, part of it is making it available in new formats. That's why you're doing an audio book, correct? Absolutely. So, you know, I I published the book in March. It was really exciting. You know, we reached Amazon number one on the day of the release. And so I have the book is written because one of the things that's really interesting to me is learning styles. And some people are visual, some people are verbal, and some people are auditory. So I have the book for those visual people, and I have a lot of diagrams and case studies that people can kind of work through it and go, oh, I see how that works. 
but you've got to have the audio, right? Because how many of us are just listening and catching up on on things when we're driving? And by way of introduction to our listeners, I should mention that, uh, you know, when you look at this book, you know, at the blurb on the outside to a lot of the chapters inside, one of the words that I keep seeing come up in addition to money is control, meaning to be in control of your finances. And I think that is so key, Tara, because so many of us, and I count myself, feel a little like our finances are outside of our control. It feels like we're at the whims of our finances. And and you're really talking about how to reverse that, right? Absolutely. Because, you know, it's, it's a fallacy of our system. You don't learn about it in school. You know, they don't teach it in elementary school or high school about how to invest. And so, you kind of learn whatever you did growing up at the kitchen table with your family, you know, and some people are taught, but most people like me, you didn't learn much about that for maybe it was a little stressful because it was time to pay bills every month. And so you, and then you go into your job and you focus on being whatever it is that you do, you know, are you going to work at the radio station? Are you going to be a doctor? Are you going to be a plumber? You're focused on your avocation and you don't have time to learn how to be a financial planner. And so you assume that the company is going to take care of you with a 401k. And you just kind of assume that that's happening in the background. And it's been this shift since the 1970s that's happened is that pensions have slowly been going away and 401ks have come into play. But 401k is great, but it's not enough. And you need to have more than that. And Shannon, but how would you ever know? Because it's not taught anywhere formally. Right. And and 401k is very uh, affected by the swings of the market. We've certainly seen quite the swings over the past, you know, 18 months here in the U.S. and uh, worldwide, really. And that is completely independent, it seems like, from the pandemic, which already had, you know, caused a lot of people to be hurting. And, and for some of the people, you know, maybe you're uh, an older person who has seen such swings, but maybe you're, you know, a, a, a millennial. And this is the first time you've seen your retirement savings take a hit in terms of a 401k, if you are lucky enough to have a 401k. And this is such a key thing. And I just love to sit down with people one-on-one so I can have the pictures. But like the market, the one thing we guarantee is it's going to go up and it's going to go down. The thing that really matters to you is how old you are, right? Because if you're 20 and the market drops, First of all, you haven't saved that much money yet, so it's not that big of a pinch, and you're still working. But Shannon, fast forward to your 65 and retiring. When you lose and have a big market drop, when you lose 40% of your money, that's a lot of money. It makes a difference at where you are in your phase of life, not just about what the market's doing. Certainly, certainly. All right. Well, we want to unpack more of what's in the book and uh, kind of a teaser for the audiobook that's going to be coming out. And as Tara mentioned, her book, Money Moves, is already available on Amazon. You can just check that out. We'll make sure we put up a link on our podcast page. Uh, Tara, we need to take a short break here. When we come back, more of the extra with our guest today, author and financial advisor, Tara Nolan.
We're back with our conversation with Tara Nolan, who you probably hear every Saturday here on KRDO News Radio as part of Nolan Financial Radio. She's the host of that. She's also the author of a book, Money Moves, and it's a bestseller on Amazon, but now she's preparing to uh, broaden out the scope of the reach through recording an audio book, which will be available soon, I'm sure, and uh, that will uh, expose her teachings to an even wider audience. Now, Tara, we should mention that, uh, you know, as part of the fin- uh, Ramsey Financial Network here on KRDO News Radio, we have his show every weekday, of course. Um, some of the concepts that we're looking at in your book are going to be very similar to Dave Ramsey's uh, financial advice, wouldn't you say? Some are going to be similar. And the way I kind of like to look at what I do um, is I think Dave Ramsey is the great He's, he's great at getting out of debt, and he's like the 101. And then with my book, I take it to the more advanced level when you're really start, starting to be ready to go. How do I understand concepts of leverage? And one really key thing that I share is how do you make sure that your money has more than one job? And you know what I mean by that simply is think about money in a bank account. The money in a bank account has one job, just to be available because it doesn't really earn any interest right now. But if you do something even as simple as, you know, have your think about your 401k, that money is in a tax advantaged account, it's being invested and it's growing, and it's going to be available in retirement. So that money has three jobs. So when I sit down with people, I look at 27 different areas of their life, but there's things like real estate and businesses and insurance and ways to leverage your money so that your money has more than one job. And it's an advanced concept. But after you've gotten yourself out of debt, the way Dave Ramsey walks you through, then you're ready to start taking it to the next level. Uh, Tara, do you have to be, uh, you know, a, a high earner or, you know, a wealthy person to take advantage of what's in your book? You absolutely do not. And that's one of the things I talk about in the book is I use examples and you can add or subtract a zero to whatever your financial reality is, because it's really about understanding how money works in our country. And it's, it's, once you start to understand the concepts, then you can start to, to leverage and every dollar you have, give it more than one job so your money's working for you as hard as you're working for it. And I love to start with young people who haven't made money yet because we get the plan in play because that way as money comes in, you can put it to work right away. And it's a little hard to go, I'm going to wait until I make it big and then I'm going to start to think about it because by that point, it's, you're, you're late. It's way better to have the plan in place first and then as you start making money, you start flowing it into your plan. And, and sometimes uh, younger people are a little bit resistant. They live in the moment. I'm thinking of a certain teenager who lives in my household. They live in the moment. They have, you know, lots of what they consider immediate needs, you know, whether it's a prom dress or, you know, uh, going skiing with the friends. And it, 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 it's a tough message to uh, hammer home and to get through all the noise of what they're seeing in social media. It really is. One of the things I really love to do with parents is to introduce them to the concept with their kids of teaching their kids about when they get their allowance, dividing it into three areas, the money that they get to play with today, a third of the money that they save, and a third of the money that they give to a charity of their choice. And so you start building in very early with your kids, okay, every time I get money, you know, whatever it is, I just divide it by three, one goes into this piggy bank, one goes into the piggy bank of what I get to do today. And our super important thing is one goes into the piggy bank of charity 
And anyone who has been familiar with the law of attraction and just giving back, that charity piece really becomes powerful. And it was something I came across saying that wealthy people do really well with their kids is incorporating this feeling of giving from kids at an early age because you get that feel-good experience. And, and then it really, somehow, it just really works in your financial bubble if you think about all the money in your world, that when you give freely, it comes back to you freely, but then also teaching that discipline of saving. Mm, and, and discipline is needed because, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, even as they go through life may expect that Social Security, that safety net is going to be there for them. Is that incorporated into uh, what you're talking about in Money Moves? It definitely is. It's one of the myths because it, it's out there all the time that Social Security is going to go away. And it's it's really interesting to realize that obviously it's a huge um topic that's always up in Congress, right? Because Congress could essentially do anything they want. And one of the things I look at for good or bad is what are the odds that Congress is going to come together to make anything happen? (laughs) That's my cynical joke. But (laughs) the reality is Social Security actually over twice in the years has already been rescued. So there are things they they can do because, you know, Social Security when it was established, it was designed not to be a pension, but just to be an offset. You know, Roosevelt designed it to basically keep older people from starving to death. And it's become, as pensions have gone away, people have slowly shifted in their mind to go, Social Security is part of my pension. But one of the things that I think we're going to see happening is Social Security to full retirement age is going to keep shifting. We've already seen it shift from 65 for some people now at 66. So I think that's going to start shifting. So absolutely, Social Security, I think, is going to be there in some form. But you don't want to rely on that as your 100% solution, just like your 401k by itself is not enough. But when you start to put all the pieces of your holistic puzzle together of some Social Security and a 401k, and maybe you do have a little inheritance, or maybe you have um, a small pension coming in, it's all these pieces together that you want to understand how you set yourself up for success. Shannon, one of the things I understand as an entrepreneur is that you have to you want to have multiple streams of income. You just don't want all of your eggs in one basket. So that's what I really like to sit down and educate people. And if you read the book Money Moves, understanding you want to have some different sources of income so that way you're not setting yourself up for failure. All right. Well, Tara Nolan is our guest today, and we have much more to ask her when we come back. We have more of the discussion. Uh, Tara already is the author of Money Moves, her book on uh, changing where your money lives, changing how your financial world grows. But she's now expanding its reach uh, through recording an audio book. And through that process, we've been talking more and more to her at the KRDO News Studio, and we wanted to bring her on to the extra to share some of this knowledge. And if you uh, are interested in hearing more of what Tara has to offer, you can also tune in Saturdays at noon to Nolan Financial Radio, where she shares more of these lessons. More of the extra coming up in just a couple moments. We're back with Tara Nolan. And Tara, something that you uh, mentioned right before we go to the break, uh, changing ages for Social Security uh, and collecting it and retiring. What about, you know, we hear so much, well, you you should put off uh, starting to claim Social Security until 70. And you were talking more about, you know, mid-60s. And so what is your advice when it comes to people? Or is it different? Does it differ based on their situation? 
Well, here's here's the best answer you should ever get with money is it depends, right? Because there's not a one-size-fits-all. I have yet to meet the average American. <laughs> so it's really important when, you, when you're asking these questions that you need to talk with someone who's going to explain it to you because with Social Security, you can take it early, you can take it on time, or you can wait until 70. And there's different reasons for different ones. You know, if you have really a big need, you have a financial, you have a, a medical illness, there might be reasons why you would need to take it early, but I don't recommend that if you don't have to because you get a reduced amount. So, and also if you take it early, you're going to pay taxes if you're still working. So there's a lot of reasons you want to understand. If you, you can take it on time and there's no penalties for it, but here's the thing is, I don't know about you, but in my family, my grandparents and my great-grandparents lived almost 100. So mm. people are living almost as long in retirement as they do while they're working. So the longer you can put off taking Social Security, the higher amount you're going to get, and then that, that's going to lock in a higher amount for a long time. And, so and, and sometimes the federal these- government does adjust based on inflation, right? They do do some tweaks, but not, not enough to really keep up. Well, it's, it's, be- it's better, though, because you think about your money in your 401k, it's just going to earn what the market is, and I love that you point that out. But with Social Security, because it is from the government, there are cost of living adjustments. You see it as COLA, and those, they're never enough to totally keep up, but there is some movement versus your personal accounts that have no cost of, adjusting li- cost of living adjustments. So that's another benefit. So this is why it's, it's just got to be a holistic plan, and you need to understand how every source of income you have works. And to make those smart decisions like, do I delay Social Security and maybe live off of one of my 401Ks is a solution potentially. The, the challenge, Shannon, it gets so hard is that there's not one answer for every person, but the whole goal with finance and on the radio is you should be able to have a list of really good questions. So when you go sit down with that expert, you can ask really good questions. You go, I heard this on the radio. How does that apply to me? <laughs> Speaking of good questions, it's been in the news a lot. Uh, crypto as a way to park assets. What, do you th- what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I love it. You keep touching on all my jokes. I like to ask people, uh, I always ask people on a scale of risk, where do you fall from stuffing it underneath your mattress all the way to investing in crypto? <laughs> that's I, the extreme area yeah well you know because you, you take those little tests for you know when you go to invest and it says you know you do a little thing you get a score and says well you should be conservative moderate or aggressive i think that's all bs i think the real question is how much money are you willing or able to lose mm. because we're all good with making money and so no one's going to say no to making money the real question is how much money are you willing to lose and then that should drive how conservative an investment you have. So if you've got just extra money laying around that you don't mind if you lose it, sure, invest in crypto. And you may win big, and if you lose, you're going to be okay. But um, investing in crypto because you're crossing your fingers and hoping it's going to be the, the story of the century, I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, yeah, and you talk about a, a, a lot of things in your book, but one of them is, uh, you know, how... Uh, some of these concepts that we have in our brain are so rooted in our youth and how we grew up. Absolutely. I can tell you one of my clients, you know, with my clients, we do an annual review and I keep a binder and we keep notes. And every year we have to go back and rehash what her dad taught her as a kid. 
And then we go through and go, well, that was true then. But remember, here's why that's not true. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I remember now. But it's every single year because those are like what you learn first is what you learn best. And when I was flying airplanes, we used to call it negative transfer because you fly different types of airplanes. And so you can develop a habit pattern in one airplane. The first one I did in pilot training didn't have hydraulics. So when you wanted to, to turn the airplane, you had to use some muscle. And then I moved to the 130 that had hydraulics, and I used the same amount of muscle, and I racked the plane up almost into 90 degrees of bank. Whoops. <laughs> so there's things that you learn first that aren't always true for everything. And and you need to constantly be looking at reallocating, right? I mean, it's not something you can uh, settle on a plan, put that plan in motion, and then just rest on your laurels. No, absolutely. You want to create a plan, and you create your targets, and then you want to reevaluate at a minimum every year to go, so what changed in life? Because have you ever had life be a straight line? No, <laughs> definitely not. No, Lots never. of twists right? and turns. It's more like that little squiggly, squiggly <laughs> candy land line. And sometimes you, you get on the wrong spot and have to go back to go. <laughs> so you always want to keep looking at, okay, here are the goals that I set. Am I still meeting those goals? Or did some of your goals change, which can happen in life? Mm. So you definitely want to keep looking at it for sure. Interesting. Well, our conversation with Tara Nolan today, we're talking about some of the uh, some of the themes and concepts she introduces people to in her book, Money Moves. And right now she's in the process of uh, putting together an audio book, and that'll be available uh, soon. When? How soon do you think you'll have that out, Tara? Oh, I think it's going to be... Um, Definitely by this fall, and, and then we'll make sure we make an announcement because we got to make sure that it's good. And like everything, when, when you start to do it, you, it's, it's the devil's in the details, and you want to make sure that you put out something that's really quality for everybody. Right. And Tara Nolan, uh, of course, as our regular listen, listeners know, is the host of Nolan Financial Radio Saturdays at noon right here on KRDO News Radio. We need to take a break here. When we come back, our final segment of the extra, you're listening to KRDO News Radio. And we're back as we get ready to uh, wrap up this conversation. Actually, I wish it could go on much longer, Tara. I'm finding it fascinating. Tara Nolan is our guest this morning here on The Extra, and we're talking about uh, some of the themes she shares in Money Moves, her book about uh, personal finance that helps you really get ready for uh, making sure that your finances can last as long as you need them. And uh, Tara brings to it uh, a lot of lessons learned in her back background uh, in the military. Uh, But also, I think there are a lot of myths that she helps to poke a few holes in. And Tara, let's talk about some of the myths that limit us from building wealth. What would you say they are? Well, I think one of the biggest myths that we have is that um, you're going to need less money in retirement than you need today. And, you know, how many... uh, I grew up learning that, that, oh, when you retire, you're going to have your house paid off, and and you're just not going to need all that money. And I can say, just with watching all of my clients, the thing is, is once you retire, guess what you have that you didn't have before? Time to do things. You have time to to make those trips to Home Depot and uh, Lowe's to get all your tools, and you have time to travel, and you have time to go to lunch with your friends. And so one of the biggest common myths is that you're going to need less money in retirement than you did while you were working. 
And so I always like to set people up to plan that you are going to need at a minimum what you're used to living on right now. Because I, as a planner, I like to plan for the worst case scenario because then you're good. What I don't like to do is, is hope that it's all going to work out and then, and then find out how you come up short. So that's like one of the biggest myths that's out there. The next one is that the stock market's going to make you rich. And I think a lot of people, because right on the news and in the media, you don't ever hear the bad news stories, right? You mm. hear about someone who bought Apple or Google way, way back at the beginning and how rich they are now. And the reality is just is, is that the stock market historically earns about 10%. So the goal of the stock market is to take your hard-earned money and keep it growing at a nice steady rate so that you keep up with inflation. But I think it's a big myth. People don't get rich in the stock market. They get rich from working and saving really well. And when you have a good habit pattern, just like a good habit pattern of going to the gym you know, every day or a couple times a week, if you start saving a little bit of money as part of your paycheck, you know that, pay yourself first. You, pay, you know, save 10% of every paycheck, then you're going to set yourself up for success. And then the question is, you take that money and you put some of it in the stock market because it's going to grow, but never mistake the stock market is a, for making you rich. It will help your money grow and keep up with inflation. The, the next myth that I really like to talk to people about is that people confuse the stock market with the economy. And so it's really interesting that when the economy is doing really poorly, the stock market does well. And, and the economy is really like, you know, how much is it costing you to buy a gallon of milk? What are, how much is your heating bill? How much are those things that you have to have? Because what happens is when the economy is doing poorly, investors put their money in the stock market. And then the thing flips around. When the economy is going well, money comes out of the market. Because when the economy is doing well, that means people pull their money out of the market and they start investing in like real estate, you know, large building projects and those kinds of things. And when I say the people, I'm talking about large institutional investors, not the individual person. But it's, you know, you wake up in the morning and you hear those bells, ding, 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 the Dow Jones Industrial Average. And you, you sit at the edge of your seat going, did it go up or down? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you just don't want to, you don't want your day to be set by what that little announcement says. You just want to go, hey, you know, I've got this money in the market. It's working. The market's going to go up and down. I have a plan in place so that by the time I'm ready to retire, I don't have all of my eggs in the market, so I'm not going to be setting myself up to lose all my money. So it's, it's again, it's a myth that the market and the economy are the same thing. Tara, we have about three minutes left here, and so I want to make sure that our listeners go away from this hour of conversation uh, with some of the key themes that you really want them to take home and think about and maybe spend some time mulling over and seeing what their next steps could be. So uh, why don't you give us those? Okay, I love that. I, you know, I can get into teacher mode. I could talk about this all day. I am a money <laughs> I could too. So, <laughs> The, the people listening today, what I really want you to, to sit with yourself and be honest and go, do you have a financial plan that's written down and do you know where your holes are? Because you're going to want something for protection and that's for Murphy's Law because life throws us curveballs. Do you have the right savings in place so that you know if you lose your job or you want to change your job or something happens, you're going to be okay and not have to make a snap decision or even worst case, start using credit cards? And then do you have a growth plan 
which is setting, setting your future self up for options because it's all about being able to be in control in the driver's seat and go, you know what, no matter what life throws at me, I've got a plan. So if you are sitting at home and you don't have something written down that lets you know what you're doing to protect yourself, what you're doing to save, and then what you're doing for your growth, then you need to give your financial planner a call and say, hey, I need to talk about this because I want to be in the driver's seat and not always reacting to the curveballs that life is throwing me. Excellent uh, advice. And does seeing a financial advisor, is it something just for wealthy people? I mean, can someone who's of modest means also take advantage? Everyone can deal with a financial planner. And I, and I always say that's the first question you should ask is, what's this going to cost me? Because financial planners get paid in different ways. Some people will charge money by the hour. Some people will do a percentage of assets under management. So right away, that should be on the table so you understand it. But the thing is, is all investments cost you money. Even your 401k at work is deducting a fee for managing that money for you. So even though you didn't set it up, it's not free. So just get over the notion that anything out there is for free. You're going to pay a fee. The question is, are you getting a bigger value than the fee? It's a problem if you're paying a fee and getting no value. But as long as the value is big and the fee is small, you're in a, a good position. Well, great advice there and great information. Tara Nolan, author of Money Moves, also radio host of Nolan Financial Radio right here on KRDO News Radio, Saturdays at noon. Listen for that. And uh, she brings you up to date on what to do with your money. But also, we should mention uh, just a harbinger of things to come. She's got an audio book that hopefully will be out by this fall. She's in the process of recording it. And uh Make sure that you do check out her money moves and that uh, those teachings that can really set you up for success in your later life and 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 security and and that knowledge that you have peace uh, that comes from being financially uh, prepared for the next uh, curveball, like you said, Tara, that life may throw you. Tara, thank you for joining us here on the extra. Great to be here, Shannon. Thanks for having me.